This is the ADF Underground brought to you by All Day Football. What's up, y'all? I am your host, Chris Akomi Chows, welcoming you back to another episode. Divisional round playoffs is right around the corner. We're almost there at the finish line. Super Bowl is coming faster than we can blink an eye out. Can you believe it? Divisional round. We have eight teams left, four games on the slate, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm ecstatic. I can't wait for this to happen. I'm so pumped up for these contests. Hope you are too. We have a lot of uh, movement already this offseason for a lot of these teams. Before we jump into what's going to happen in the playoff games, I mean, coaching changes, breaking news. I just saw that the New York Jets are hiring or potentially going to be hiring former 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Salah to be their next head coach. That's a big sign. I mean, it's a very good sign for the Jets. They needed something like this in their organization. I believe I saw they're hiring LaFleur as well as their offensive coordinator. That is a massive, massive one-two punch. I think that is going to work wonders in hope in hopes of rebuilding this New York Jets franchise that has seen a lot of dismay over the last several years. I mean, I how can you disagree with this? The Jets' defense has been better uh, statistically than, than what most do believe. So, I mean, a couple pieces here and there. I mean, they're going to get Mosley back likely from his opt-out, I believe it was. So this defense has a lot of a lot of young talent that they can build around, around and, and, and Salah is, is a definite good one that's going to bring them on. We did also see that Urban Meyer is going to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguars. So, I mean, another big sign, but, I mean, this continues. I mean, we know that the offseason moves very fast when it comes to coaching signings, um, uh, but we'll see. I mean, with the teams that are still in the postseason hunt, especially the big name of Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs, he is still there. He has uh, uh, taken interviews, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens there because uh, teams are going to have to wait and, and until the, the Chiefs season is, is, is over, and, and could it be done this week? We, we shall see. So let's dive into these games Saturday. We kick it off with the first contest, or, uh, the early afternoon contest of the L.A. Rams taking travel to Green Bay to face the Packers. Currently, the Packers are favored at seven points at home. And I mean, I really do struggle with that seven point marker simply because I I. I I really, truly believe in this Rams defense. I mean, how can you not? They are one of the best units in the entire NFL. Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams is the highlight, is what everyone's talking about right off the bat. And and I'm I'm jacked up for this show. And I mean, Devontae, what did he have? 18 touchdowns this year. I saw Jalen Ramsey. He had a 50% uh, completion rate to his side whenever the quarterbacks were throwing his way. I mean, just glorious this matchup is going to be between the two men. And, and I mean, it's going to be tough to say who gets the better of whom. But I mean, uh, Devontae Adams, he is one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL. He's going to get his 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 balls to come his way. So I mean, I'm I'm jacked up for that one. I think the getting getting Aaron Jones involved in this contest is going to be massive for Green Bay. Maybe not so much on the ground because we've seen how good uh, the LA Rams have been defending the run all season. Aaron Donald, yes, he is playing hurt. He has uh, something to do with his ribs. So I mean. 
this is this is gonna be he's gonna be there. We know this. We we heard Coach McVeigh say that there's no question that he's gonna be playing in this contest. So with Donald there, I mean, yes, he's playing a little bit at less than hundred percent, but that's that's a better less than hundred percent than a lot of people's hundred and twenty percent. You know, so uh, Aaron Donald, he's gonna be ready to go. This defense, like I'm saying is very strong. Leonard Floyd has been playing lights out this season and and I'm I'm one for it. I've been backing that man all all season long, all off season. I truly believed that he is uh he was going to be a very valued piece to this defense and he is proving that uh on a weekly basis. And and when it comes to the Rams, I'll start with the Rams offense. So Jared Goff came in relief he was the reserve quarterback last week because of that thumb. He had pins put in his thumb uh, only, what, a week or two prior to, to suiting up for the game. He was the reserve quarterback till uh, Wolford, I believe his name is, he went down with a concussion. Nasty hit on him in that game. Uh, he, he wasn't able to return to the field. He went and found his way to the hospital. Uh, everything came back fine. But, I mean, Jared Goff is going to be the starter in this contest, and he proved, even with that injured thumb, that he could still move the ball uh, enough to 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 get the victory in Seattle. So again, you're going to try to run with Cam Akers and this is against a defense in Green Bay that hasn't been great versus the run. Um, it, it truly hasn't. And and I mean, I think that if they can get the ground game moving to a very good level, they can, again, control the clock. They can make the plays. We know we know what Robert Woods and Cooper Cup can do. So as long as Jared Goff can make the throws to his number one and number two wide receivers and they can get the run game established, I think they got a shot. I mean, I would not be surprised right off the bat if this could be an upset. I really, out of, out of all the games this weekend, I, I truly believe that this game could be an upset, and, and sorry for all Green Bay fans. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying I won't be shocked at the upset whatsoever simply based on how they match up versus the Green Bay Packers. And on the reverse side, when we discuss Green Bay, yes, Aaron Rodgers has played at MVP levels. He has been playing out of his mind the entire season. But here's the thing that really, really gets me going is I think I just like I mentioned before, I cut myself off and went to talk about the Rams is Aaron Jones. I want to see Aaron Jones get involved in this pass game big time. Um, they need to adjust because, you know, running into this uh, L.A. Rams defensive front, there's, it's, it's like a wall for any running back to try to maneuver and get through and get carries. It's going to be very difficult for him to gain yardage on the ground. No question about it. The key here is that you're going to have to have that secondary option beating this defense outside of Devontae Adams if Jalen Ramsey starts to have his way. If he is starts to continue to lock down Adams, and I mean lockdown, what am I going to say is a lockdown? What, five receptions around the 80-yard mark and zero touchdowns for Devontae Adams? I think that is a lockdown uh, because he, Adams is that elite. So they definitely need somebody else to step up in this contest. I really wonder if they're going to be able to get this run game going with Aaron Jones. So that's why I'm saying utilizing him a lot more in the pass game will alleviate a lot of the pressure and even if it is in the screen in the in the form of screen passes and in in quick dump offs i think that will assist this this green bay offense a lot in this contest and it's going to be desperate needed yardage that they will require robert tanyan is another guy on this green bay packers offense that i'm really keen in watching on this contest i truly believe okay yes the the the, the rams have a have a trio of defensive backs who have played very well this season defending wide receivers and I really wonder 
if they can they can stay with Robert Tunyon. Tunyon, he is he's started to pick up his play as the season prolonged. As the last five games, he did finish really high in fantasy football, and I mean the production was there. It was showing. He is becoming a trusted source of productivity from Aaron Rodgers, and it was there. It was the proof was in the pudding on a weekly basis, and as the season, the second half of the season moved on. So I think he could also be that guy you're looking for. But I really struggle with the wide receivers outside of Devontae Adams. Will MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling step up? Will Alan Lazard step up? I mean, that's how that's how you're going to win. And and you're going to have to attack this Ram secondary in other avenues. And even, like I said, that trio of defensive backs that they do have, that Williams and Hill, they're playing pretty good football as well. So it's not going to be anything of a slouch. Even when he tries to Aaron Rodgers tries to go to other wide receivers, it's still going to be a difficult task, uh, that said. So, I mean, I, I see the game plan that Sean McVay has been using for majority of the season, and that has been running the football steady, controlling that clock, and playing great defense. I mean, we could we could really see an upset in this contest. Nevertheless, I am inclined to take the under here and take the Rams as a, a plus seven points rather than the Packers at minus seven. And and I would not be surprised, like I said, that if they do upset the the Packers at home, that would be something to see. Next game we have on Saturday, primetime showing is the Baltimore Ravens taking travel to Buffalo to face my Buffalo Bills. Okay, so like as always, we know that I will remove all fandom from my evaluations. I always have to put that disclaimer down because a lot of people will call me a homer on this team because this is my team. The Bills are my squad. Right now, the Bills are favored at two and a half points at home. Weather looks to be a little chilly in Buffalo. It it looks like it could have some snow. And we saw earlier this uh, this week, uh, Lamar Jackson was joking around with some of the uh, reporters suggesting, you know, they, they asked him, how do you feel about playing in the snow? And he says, I really never have. I'm a little, I'm a little bit worried. And 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 I mean, I, that's inconsequential to me. I don't think the snow is going to hamper him that much. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm speaking of. So the Bills definitely need a game plan to stop and stifle Lamar Jackson's running ability. The thing that worries me about this Buffalo Bills defense is the fact that they haven't shown a great affinity to stop anything on the ground. We've seen them play against top-end running backs, even lesser running backs, and still get cooked on the ground. Yes, they have with Leslie Frazier, the defensive corner. Yes, they have shored up their uh, inadequacy on the ground and stopping the run, but it does come at the expense of their pass game. But here's the thing. I personally am not overly terrified, excuse me, of Lamar Jackson and his pass aptitude. I really am not. I think he has the ability to, on the play action, on the RPO play action passes, I believe he has the ability to find the open man. But the way in which this Bills secondary is put together, they are very strong. Um, Safeties, Trey White, I mean, they're going to be locked down on Hollywood Brown basically for the entire game. So outside of a deep shot that's going to take it all the way to the house for a house call, I really am not afraid of this pass game. The caveat to that is we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of Mark Andrews of late. Going back even to, what, four games back into the regular season, Mark Andrews was somewhat quiet. I mean, he had his times where he would make a play or two here and there, but he has been he has been quiet. 
this is the game that I could see him become a, a focal point for this uh, Baltimore Ravens pass attack. Really could. The Bills struggle to stop tight ends. We I've, I've mentioned this on more than one occasion. Mark Andrews could definitely be that X factor that they're looking for. But J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, they absolutely terrify me on the ground as an analyst because I think that they will be able to find ways to run the ball. And if they get going, you know Lamar is going to get going because the contain just will not be there. The Bills will have to send a safety, either Poyer or Hyde, to play the line to stack the box a lot more. And like I said, that's going to open up the deep shot to Hollywood Brown, which I would give Baltimore. I really would give them the deep shot all they can. However, I did go back and I rewatched the contest the Bills played the Ravens last season in 2019. And the Bills did a damn good job in containing Lamar Jackson. He was not a factor on the ground whatsoever. It actually was his arm that did kill the Bills in that contest. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a give and take. I mean, you're going to go back and review that film to see what you did. You're going to go back and review what the Titans did last week and how they were able to virtually stop Lamar Jackson from running until that one play where he broke out and then the floodgates kind of opened. But this is this is the key for the Bills defense. Absolutely. And then the flip side, we see the Bills offense. Okay. We see Josh Allen and company. Stefan Diggs, I'll name him off. Cole Beasley. Gabe Davis, the rookie. He's doing toe drag swag all over the place. You throw in Dawson Knox. I mean, John Brown. You have weapons on this offense this season. And now I've heard for majority of the week, my I've been hearing from analysts all over saying and suggesting that this Baltimore Ravens secondary is far. Far too strong for this Bills offense. Let that sink in for a little bit, okay? I get that the Baltimore Ravens defense is extremely strong. Uh, they blitz all the time. They get to the quarterback. They're number one in blitzing percentage. I believe it's like 55%. They go in the uh, go hot at the quarterback. You know, uh, they're number one in the league at, at quarterback hits, if I'm not mistaken. This is how the Baltimore Ravens come at you. They're gonna they're gonna try to rattle Josh Allen. And when the difference was from last year to this year, they didn't have Stefan Diggs. So now you got Marlon Humphrey against Stefan Diggs, likely going to be the matchup for the entire game. We saw what A.J. Brown was able to do against Humphrey. Not to suggest that Humphrey's not going to show up in this contest, but they're, they're, they're beatable. We saw recently, what, the Cleveland Browns play the, the Baltimore Ravens and Baker Mayfield took them to town. So, you know, if you're telling me that Josh Allen is also in this MVP category of most valuable player in the entire NFL, he has had a hell of a season. He's been able to roll out to his right and still make plays. I mean, so even if the blitz does come, Josh Allen's maturity has gotten to that next level where he can expose this defense if they come hot on the blitz. The thing is, I want to see screen passes integrated in this Bills offense for them to uh, maneuver around this blitz. I think that'll have to force the hand of of, uh, Baltimore's John Harbaugh, Coach John Harbaugh, to uh, remove that from their game. If they go zone in this and they're blitzing heavy, I think Josh Allen will be able to pick them apart, especially with the weapons that they have. And we've seen it. And the stat, everyone says, oh, yeah, you know, you're 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 again, you're playing the home card. You know, you're you're back in your bills. But the thing that I'm saying is that Josh Allen has faced five teams this season with a top 10 defense. What was Josh Allen's record in those contests? Five and oh. 
Okay, he has won every single game against a top 10 defense. Yes, this is probably the best defense he has seen all season long. But you can't you can't sneeze at that productivity. You can't sneeze at that record. Josh Allen this season was what 86% in red zone opportunity, touchdowns and proficiency. Okay, that is tops in the NFL. He has done a marvelous job in his progression and in the ability to to lift this Bills offense. The only thing that scares me as well for this Bills team is the lack of running ability. Yes, last time Devin Singletary faced this club. Now no Zach Moss. He is going to miss the rest of the postseason with that ankle injury. Devin Singletary, TJ Yeldon, and potentially undrafted rookie free agent Antonio Williams will get the nod in this contest to form a trio potentially. We're still waiting on the, the word of Antonio Williams. We heard TJ Yeldon is getting in this game. But Devin, Devin Singletary is my X factor as well. They got to get this ground game going. They got to control and, and have some more drives uh, much better than what we saw against the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts were, were, were holding that ball. We saw at one point time of possession was uh, almost in half. And, and that just can't happen. The Bills need to sustain drives, and even when they're on the field, they score quick. We saw it against the, the Indianapolis Colts, who also had a very stout defense. So don't write off the Bills. I think the odds makers have this spread right at 2.5. It could end up being less than that, but I still foresee if the Bills can, can manage to score enough points and keep the scoreboard uh, uh, moving back and forth and they're still coming out on top, I'm still I'm still going with the Bills. I'm locking in with the Bills at home. I think, you know, okay, yes, Lamar Jackson and, and Baltimore, they did get the, uh, the, the, the first win, playoff win in Lamar Jackson's career. Got that monkey off their back, but so did the Buffalo Bills, okay? They haven't won a playoff game in, what, 25 years? So that monkey's off their back as well. And, and for everyone to suggest that the Bills are not the favorite in this contest outside of the Vegas odds makers, I don't know what, I, what else I got to tell you. I mean, this Bills team is, is head and shoulders better than what they were last year offensively. They can score with the best teams in the NFL. They've faced the top-end defenses. And, and the Baltimore Ravens, they're, they're one of the toughest defenses that they're going to face for the rest of the season. That's no question about it. So it's going to be a great show. I'm very curious to see. Um, like I said, the Bills have to stop Lamar Jackson. And if Lamar Jackson continues to find lanes and this running game continues to find holes on this Bills defense, I mean, that is going to be disastrous for the Buffalo Bills. And it's going to be glorious for Baltimore as they could end up running away with this literally on the ground. And I'm still sticking with my Bills in this sense. But I think it's going to be a very tight contest, very, very uh, hard-nosed fought battle. So it's going to be a good one. Jumping into Sunday, we have the Cleveland Browns. These guys are turning into Cinderella squad, man. They're, they're going into Kansas City to face the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. The, the Chiefs right now are favored at 10 points at home. The Chiefs are coming off the bye week. They are coming off the rest. The Browns are coming off a victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I mean they handed it to the Steelers with uh, with authority. And and now you're seeing guys like Juju and Chase uh, Claypool. They're they're talking still, and and they can't handle the fact that they lost to the division rival in the Cleveland Browns. But Cleveland has something right now. Cleveland truly does have something right now. They have found their offensive identity that they can move this ball with extreme proficiency. I have spoken about my love for Mr. Nick Chubb. I love this man. I think he is one of the best running backs in the entire NFL. When he gets the ball in his hand, as the game continues to roll, he is just a punisher with speed. 
And it's it's like a Derrick Henry. It it truly is like a Derrick Henry in that sense where he is going to wear down the defense. He's going to continue to move this ball. Then you throw Kareem Hunt in as the, the change of pace back who has all the speed, and the defense has to alter how they defend him. Everything is predicated upon this offense running the ball so they can set up the play-action pass for Baker Mayfield to start slinging that ball. And I mean, Baker has been playing extremely well over the last six, seven games of the season, including the playoffs. And I was admittedly, okay, I was very hard on Baker Mayfield's game this season at the beginning. But I had so much confidence and faith in Coach Kevin Stefanski that he was able to rein in this offense to do exactly what he wanted them to do. He is a known run-heavy system. He is a known play-action guy. And, and now when you see Baker Mayfield putting it all together, he has that swag back. And there's a difference in Baker Mayfield. It wasn't the cockiness uh, in him talking about what he was able to do and what kind of player he's in. Now you see a different Baker, in my opinion. Now you see a guy with this swagger, this confidence that he can literally take over a game if he has to. And we hadn't seen that from Baker Mayfield early on, even going into last season. Early on this season and last season, you saw the you know, we, he, he was what over 70, 75% passer in college completion percentage passer in college. Now in the, when he came in the NFL, it didn't really translate. And there were question marks. I had them. I know a lot of uh, my colleagues had him, but I mean, now it's starting to unfold. Now you can see him feeling a lot more comfortable within the system. Things are starting to gel. Things are starting to work. And, I think they could give the Kansas City Chiefs a run for their money. I really do. I, I Do I believe that the, the Browns are going to win this game? No. And, and unfortunately for Browns fans, I think this is kind of where your day ends, your, your season ends. But, I mean, kudos to a fabulous season. But, I mean, 10 points is a little high for me when it comes to this spread because I think the Browns will be able to compete. And they'll be able to compete based on what I said on, on running the football, controlling the clock. That's what playoffs are about, man. you got to grind out these wins. It's not about showcasing, you know, everything you have in your arsenal. It's about getting those matchups together and beating your opponent based on those matchups and the inadequacy that each defense does hold. And, and right now, the Cleveland Browns, they have a lot of confidence. They're moving in the right direction. They're able to do anything they want on the ground, and I think that's going to hurt the Kansas City Chiefs quite a bit because they, they're not the best defense when it comes to stopping the run either. So that is going to be a very huge marker for the Cleveland Browns, and they're going to have to put up touchdowns over field goals all day long because we know going over to the Kansas City Chiefs and Mr. Patrick Mahomes, that this offense can light you up at any second, any point the the, the light will and the, the turn the light will turn on and Patrick Mahomes can find Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, all his wide receivers and and you know we don't have Clyde Edwards Hilaire if I'm not mistaken in this contest. He's gonna be out for quite some time still. So this is gonna be the Le'Veon Bell show. And, and how can you not like it? I mean, you know Andy Reid is going to have a game plan ready for this. He's going to have a game plan for Le'Veon Bell to be involved in this pass game. But, I mean, the pressure and the defense is going to have to be very strong on this Kansas City offense. I believe Denzel Ward is back. I believe they're going to likely get back Greedy Williams. I haven't seen official word yet. So you're going to have your top two defensive backs in this contest, and even still, I don't believe they have anyone who can guard Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's not many teams in this league that can do that, right? And I mean, when you have a talent like Travis Kelsey in the middle, he is the utmost mismatch that you can ever have. 
And what does that do? You're going to have to have a safety come up. You're going to have to have extra attention with a linebacker. Even if you put on a defensive back on him, I mean, this is going to leave Tyreek Hill. And I and at this point, I, I, I'm a huge Denzel Ward fan, huge guy, uh, huge fan of the guy. But, I mean, him going up one-on-one with Tyreek Hill, I don't think he's quite ready yet. And if he proves me wrong, then great. I'll eat my words because I'm, I'm still a big supporter of Denzel Ward. But Tyreek Hill is on another level as well. Nobody can match that speed. We've seen the chemistry and the connection between him and Patrick Mahomes. Those deep passes are touchdown instant, and, and that's what's going to happen. So, you know, the Super Bowl champions, man, they're they're coming in here to repeat, and, and they're coming off the restful week. They're going to have a, a massive game plan going. Very difficult to go against Patrick Mahomes and his 4,700 yards, 38 touchdowns and six interceptions. I mean, how can you go against that? Tyreek Hill, again, he had a massive season, over 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns. And like I said, just based on how these teams look on paper, based on the film study of previous contests that they have played, each of them in different scenarios, I just don't see and foresee how the Browns can match up defensively with this offense. But if they do get into a shootout and they get lucky and cause some turnovers like they did last week, I mean, hey, anything can happen in the NFL because that's why we play the games. But I'm sticking with the Chiefs to win this, but I'm definitely taking the Browns plus 10 for any of the betting public that is out there looking for advice. The last game on the slate for the divisional round playoffs is Tom Brady going to New Orleans with his Tampa Bay Buccaneers to face Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. We saw a lot of uh, images on this saying the History Channel is going to be broadcasting this. You know, Tom Brady and and Drew Brees, the old men, uh, combined age of, what, 84 years old or whatever it was. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? Tom Brady, he comes from New England. This was the point. This was the point. We'll start with Tom Brady and these Buccaneers. Tom Brady, he goes from New England. He wanted to prove a point. It was done. His time was done in New England. He wanted to prove to everybody that he could do a Peyton Manning, leave his former club, and win another championship with another team. The proof here for Tom Brady is that he was the reason that the New England Patriots were so victorious for 20 years over Bill Belichick being the incremental part of how that team moved and I mean it's hard to argue now he's taken the Buccaneers now to the divisional round playoffs they have started to pick up steam ever since that what week 15 week 16 Saturday contest against the Detroit Lions I mean that was the tune-up that was everything we were waiting for for this offense to gel finally move in the right direction and now we're starting to see it we're starting to see Tampa Bay move the football I haven't heard word on Ronald Jones just yet, but even then, that is inconsequential to me as well. I'm a huge Leonard Fournette fan. I still think he's got plenty of tread left on these tires. The man is only, what, 25 years old. He is a volume back. You give him the touches, he's going to produce. He showed it last week. He is still not worse for wear, and and he's somewhat got fresh legs. I mean, they didn't they used him sparingly this season, so that he's going to be a point in this game. Very difficult to run on these New Orleans Saints. They have a very stout defense as well. The Saints have already beaten, excuse me, Tom Brady and this uh, Buccaneers team already twice this season. Very, very difficult to do it a third time in the same year. However, 
Okay, we have Drew Brees, we have Michael Thomas, we have Alvin Kamara all back playing together. They showed what they were able to do last week. Yes, it wasn't decisive. It was it was somewhat, you know what, we kind of have this game. That's how it kind of felt. We had this game against the Chicago Bears, so why blow up the scoreboard and, and tip our hand to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who was going to be studying tape on it? But, I mean, this Tampa Bay secondary is beatable. We've seen it. Carlton Davis and, and the Murphy Bunting, they have not played great this season. I'm, I'm a Carlton Davis guy, too. I had belief. But, I mean, as, as it stands right now, this has just not been their year. They, give up, they tend to give up big plays. And, and this thing is going to be one in the trenches. It, it, it truly is because both the, the Saints uh, defensive front and the Bucks defensive front are very strong, very powerful. They got good linebackers. So everything in that middle of the field is going to be very difficult to navigate for both teams. But, I mean, here we go again. Tom Brady, he's starting to find Mike Evans for a majority of the season. But now Antonio Brown is finding the end zone. Chris Godwin is finding plays. And even though, I mean, I, I am a little bit concerned with Chris Godwin's hands. He was dropping the football quite a bit last week. So if he can shore up that, maybe that injured finger, that I believe it was a broken finger, maybe that's still hampering his ability to catch the, everything that comes his way. But, I mean, look how they did it. My, my evaluation for the Buccaneers last week was the protection of Tom Brady. I did not believe that they were going to be able to protect Tom Brady enough. They were going to get the win, but I didn't believe that they were going to protect Tom Brady like they did. Brady's jersey was basically clean. And then I went back and reviewed it, and it was simply because Rob Gronkowski was basically a steadfast on that uh, offensive line to help in this blocking, to aid in the blocking, and it worked to perfection. It really did. I will not be shocked or surprised to see that again in this contest where they're keeping Gronk on the line to help in uh, pass pro, to help in run blocking, because, I mean, it just it looked great when when Gronkowski was on there. And they got Cameron Brait. They can, they can use Brait in the pass game, so... It is that that cat and mouse game that they're going to play. They're going to maybe tip the hand with Gronk a little bit just to get him out to fear them in that, and then they're going to use Cameron Brayton, the wide receivers that they do have. The thing with the New Orleans Saints that does does worry me is they tend to use the Taysom Hill thing far too often, and it's just uh, it's one of those things that you know what Taysom Hill is going to do in this offense, and it isn't necessarily overly productive, and it could be on like a second and seven. And, and when you play Taysom Hill on a second and seven, he only picks you up two yards. You've completely derailed your momentum offensively. If, if, if anything... Keep Taysom as a running back that you're going to hand the ball off to. Keep him as a tight end or a slot wide receiver if that's how you want to play it. Get rid of this him behind center. Let Drew Brees do his thing. Let him pick this defense apart because they are susceptible to the pass. And then let Alvin Kamara go. I mean, this is how it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of Michael Thomas, a lot of Alvin Kamara. It's going to be, that's how they've done it all season long. And I have no reason to believe that it's not going to be exactly the same in this contest. Saints are favored, like I said, three points in this contest at home. That one's a tough one. It's probably one of the toughest games on the entire weekend slate. But I'm going to go Saints again. I think the Saints had, they were my original pick at the start of the season to go to the Super Bowl. I believe that this roster was put together that well uh, that they could take it all the way on Drew Brees, potentially what is looking like Drew Brees' final season in the NFL. 
I don't think he wants to go out that way. Tom Brady looks to be playing at least one more season, if not more, after this. So, I mean, this is this is the farewell tour for Mr. Drew Brees, and I think he's going to give it his all. Everyone wanted to say, remember we go back uh, fantasy football-wise, we go back last season when everyone benched Drew Brees or was recommending to bench Drew Brees against San Francisco's top-end defense, and he lit him up for, what, six touchdowns in that game? Um, so here we go again. I mean, this is another situation where this these guys will rise. They're going to rise for the challenge, and, and they're not going to want to go home. So three points, I think I will go with the New Orleans Saints in that regard. One matchup to watch before I let you guys go is the Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, these guys dislike each other so much. We've seen it in the past. We've seen the fighting. We've seen the the jawing and the arguing, and it's going to be a chippy event definitely for those cats uh, on, on Sunday. It's going to be fantastic. But, I mean, that is the weekend slate. I mean, we're getting down to the wire. Not many more games to evaluate per week, but, I mean, this is what we play for. I mean, it's getting exciting. Exciting times are going. I really hope your teams win, except for the Baltimore fans, because I want my bills to continue to roll. It was great. I'll be a homer in that sense right there. Uh, but to further that as well, there is news coming um, from All Day Football. Definitely news. Big, big news coming. Uh, can't share it just yet, but I will definitely share it with you. Uh, as the shows go and 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 it's 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 very very good news so uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that and we'll, we'll close it out have a have a great weekend and enjoy the contest so on that note that is the show thanks so much for tuning in you can find me on twitter at chris underscore adf1 you can find the show on twitter at adf underground to all the listeners thank you for all the support and until next time stay humble stay peaceful and take care of each other i'm out